What are you doing? Giving you half my cookie. Why? Make you feel better. Jesus. Scared of everything, but I'm making it punk a small town. I only drink to get drunk, don't go out much. Cause there's too many bugs and I'm way too obsessed with death to do any drugs. Six girls on Alphabet Road. Five, one, do you think that I'll grow anymore? No, that's probably it. Okay, hello, how are you? I just got off of last episode, and now we're going to this episode. Um, if you didn't hear that one, because now we have completely entered the Josh Giddy Family Hour. Um, in the Josh Giddy Family Hour, we're just trying to give good vibes, good vibes, because Josh Giddy, when you watch him, you know, you just get you just get excitement in your soul. You love Josh Giddy. It's, um, you know, uh, I'm, very, I'm very thankful that things like... Um, basketball and um you know great art exists in the form sometimes of basketball is art um to uh, on days on uh, on days like this which is where um i talked about on the the last kind of i think i'm gonna title it just some thoughts where days where your soul feels fucking crushed you can find you can go and Think about you can think about basketball and you can think about Jason Tatum like looking right in front of him and there's the end of this season right there and he and it's like what do you the fourth quarter starts and he's on the bench and you and you're like they they auto they I think they go automatically like um minus five on the on the plus minus and you're like oh, oh, they need to put him in and he comes in and he just he's just burying shots and you're like this kid like he's um there's 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 something that there's something magical through his like expression um and and you know and for sports for me I've always, I've taken a lot like I love I love sports to a certain degree because for me I think sports has taught me um I can give you two examples uh first coming from Buster Posey um, San Francisco Giant, uh, burial legend. I'm not a fan of the Giants, uh, but I'm a fan of Buster Posey because he did it. He he does it. He did it great. Buster Posey was talking about one time, I think, when he was. They were talking about when he was. He was very young when he won his World Series, and you know there was almost naive to the situation because sometimes, almost like the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies were. The Memphis Grizzlies don't know how impressive they are in the mo how they're stepping up in the moment, like how big the moment is, how big it is for Dylan Brooks um, to score thirty points on the road. He doesn't know, like in a way, he doesn't know how big it is, but he he like that naiveness is what makes him great, like. You know, he hurt Gary Payton, and you know, he got he got caught. I don't know doing something. As Steve Kerr said, he broke the code. But to, you know, come back and hit thirty on that on that night, it was just that was 
fucking like I'm rooting against him and it's just that's awesome. Like he's fucking burying threes. Um but Buster Posey was talking about because they were like, how do you in a way like how do you and I know I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna I'm kind of sharing the sentiment of the question and then his 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 answer and the sentiment around um his answer. But they were kind of asked him like, how, what do you like, what do you find in yourself during these moments? Like, how do you express, like, how do you get to this point? Um, like how can you perform at such a high level? Because it's, you know, they're going on the road in these huge games and he's coming up with huge hits and his team's coming up in these huge moments. And he's just talks about like, there's all this, there's almost all of this noise and there's so much around him in the, like, that's going on around him in the stadium. That's just so much and so fucking much around him. And Buster Posey would never curse, but he's able within all of that noise to remember and find a stillness in that game because it is still just a game and he can relate it back to, in the middle of all of that, he is playing baseball, and he can find his stillness in that. And that's how you him, Madison Bumgarner, all these great, great high-level performers, Clay Thompson, these great people who, in the biggest stages, can perform their best. They can find his stillness in all the noise. And for me, I can apply that to my own life, where there's, you know, so much. I think put on everybody in a way everybody's tables now because there's just so much and so much of it's so heavy um, and kind of I'll go to my second one too where there was also this moment in the NBA bubble where Jamal Murray's just going off for 50 points like a night and they're just like like and that was at a very um, emotional time in um at a very heavy time, and Jamal Murray's just a kid. He's my age, you know. He's a, he's like we're still kid, we're still young, and they're just like, what do you, what do you like? How do you, how do you do this? Like, I don't remember who asked the question on the court, but how do you do this? And he's just like, I find something worth fighting for, and I just and I just fight for that when I'm on the court. I find something in my mind. And I lock in on that worth fighting for and representing. And I and I just do that. And I can fight for that and find something in that. And those two are, are huge examples of how, for me, and how much sports, in my opinion, it, it like helps me. Because I, lo- I, lo- I love sports. Like, I love it. I fucking, I can't get enough of it. I, I love watching. I love watching it. Um, and kind of diving into these series so we have two game sevens in the bat like it's 1 30 a.m we have to get two games sevens in the matter of 12 hours i'll give my short thoughts to these series because obviously i may even do a pod after because um i feel i just feel i just uh i've been wanting to get up back on the podcast and um you know in san diego um i just i've i've kind of you know, I found I've been f- spending 
a little more of my time working on um, both because I thought I was taking away from because I was recording podcasts, but I didn't find them good. And I had just a lot of my mind when it came to, um, you know, a lot of my like writing and and, su- and things like that, that I was I just was like, I need to focus on this because um, it's more important to me at this time and then taking care of certain other things. Um, all right. I had to take a I had to take a, I had to take a minute, minute breather there. All right. So we got these series. We'll talk about so the Mavs and Suns. I honestly, I do. It just seems the the volatility of these role players from and you saw it a lot in the Grizzly series with with individuals like Zaire Williams and such. Um, and man, how good was how good was uh, D'Anthony Melton during the series? It just seemed like every every single big shot he would make. Um, but the the volatility from home and away is it's crazy how cra- how how volatile um, these role players are because book's gonna be book and um, man Paul's been playing bad and as someone who's not really the biggest fan of sorry it's kind of like um the biggest fan of Chris Paul's game not because you know I've always thought Chris Paul is one of the Let's just throw a top 40 NBA talents of all time. I think especially when he got to Houston, he almost stopped playing basketball and tried to min- and I I found him why I felt comfortable playing him um or watching my team play him in these huge games when he was on Houston. It seemed in the big moments he was still trying to manipulate the referees. Um, and he would take away from his basketball. Like, it would just take away from his basketball. Where, like, if he was focused on shooting the three, he would have made the three, but he's focused on shooting the three and getting, and or getting fouled while shooting the three, and it would take away from his, his, uh, his three point shot. And, um, I'm not saying, I can't, I can't pinpoint why he's playing so so poorly it could be that they're very much um like there's a there's a possession last game where where um i think was it off of a miss one of his misses luca gets the ball they kind of slow down the pace he calls for paul in the post you know and then ba- kind of backs him down into the post and they're just working him and it takes a lot out of him. And the in the Phoenix Suns haven't taken care of business, so they had to play a six-game and ten series against New Orleans. And now they're going into the thirteenth game of this playoffs um, because they couldn't get one on the road. But I guess it's no longer. It's just kind of who shows up, right? Because. Um, Let's just see who shows up, and we'll get to to that point. We'll get we'll get to the Philadelphia series, and the Miami series. I was leaning towards, you know, I was I, I was listening to. Um, there's this guy who talks on the Volume Sports, which is a great platform that Colin Cowherd runs. Um, what was that? Let me bring up the guy's name because he's very good. 
I really like his perspective. And I think he, what's this guy's name? Um, John, Jason uh, Timpf, T-I-M-P-F. He's very good. Um, and he was talking about why he was picking Miami before the series. Uh, no, before game six. And he was like, Miami will show up for this game six closeout. They will, no matter what. They're going to show up. Their best may be a nine out of ten is basically like what he's saying. Like they may be a B plus, right? Because Miami's high end is not the highest end in the NBA. They're a very, 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 very good basketball team. Like, or just say they're an A. Like in a closeout intense game, they're gonna be an A. You've got studs on that team, right? You've got James Harden. No, no, no. You've got uh, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, who's one of my one of my fa- one of my favorite people walking the earth is Bam Adebayo. I love him. I can't get enough of Bam. The sh- the the stuff he talks with his dog, man, I love Bam. Um, and then uh, Struess, and then uh, they kind of got away from Lowry in the series because it just seemed like he was a liability, not because of the. T- type of player he is because Kyle Lowry wins championships um, you know so they got so what was my point oh no so they had the, that talent out there and is that more talented than James Harden Joel Embiid Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey no that that team's not as more that four is not as, as talented as that their core four going going into that game six but those four of my miami and that organization is showing up for game six what he was betting on was the volatility of oh man using that word twice um of of philadelphia showing up you know like it's crazy how much Philadelphia, in a way, because, man, I feel terrible for Embiid, right? I just do. I feel terrible for Embiid. He's been, he's this MVP-type talent that got his MVP in his, he that got his MVP taken away from him. Because of his GM, in a way, like fulfilling his ego to go get James Harden. And in a way, got his season ended because of that, too. But man, Embiid didn't show up to that game. He didn't didn't show up for fucking game six. Like... I need my I need my guy to show like Jason Tatum from Tip was like I'm I'm going down fucking swinging. <laughs> like I'm not going to go down on my deathbed being like I got game 6, I didn't give him my all. And I'm not saying but that's the thing like I'm not someone to doubt Joel Embiid. But what this what um this analyst jason jason i forgive me if i'm saying his his 
his last name incorrectly. He's like, there's a, and B, he's after the game was listening to him too, where he was like, and B didn't, he didn't show up. And, you know, I was very, I was talking with my brother and I was very, in a way, critical of Harden. But he actually changed my perspective where it's like, it's Embiid's team. It's on him to show up for this game. And he didn't. And I was like, ugh. Great point, Jason. And they're just following suit. Now, um, I still don't blame Embiid. I don't completely agree with uh, what Jason was saying, but I understand and respect and have to give some thought to in comparison to someone who is on Joel's tier. Someone like I can give two players. Clay Thompson and Jason Tatum. Like, they were, they were like, I am fucking, I'm coming out with the audacity tonight. And there's nothing we can, and there's nothing you can do. But I don't, you guys can follow me because I'm, I am coming out. And more, and honestly, genuinely, more Tatum. Because Tatum was backs against the wall. Backs against the wall. And, you know, it just... Cause then you give you you give your you give your guys confidence around you, and they're like, "You, I can follow this guy. I can follow this guy." Um, so we had the Warriors and Grizz series. Man, respect to the Grizzlies. Respect to that organization. Respect to that. <laughs> there was a lot of back and forth going on in that series. A lot of like pettiness, but it was such a fun series in. You know the Grizzlies put the like there's this there's this there's this podcaster I listen to who I you know I I genuinely love his name's Chris Vernon um it'd be a it would be a pleasure of mine to honestly meet him one day because I love the I love the way he just views everything he's such a he's such a cool guy um. Ah, he's a Mickey, but he covers he covers the Grizzlies. And man, oh, and the Grizzlies have this thing with the Warriors, which is very funny. Where, because the Warriors almost like their their origin story starts with this starts with this Grizzlies team, uh, with the grit and grind. Um, is that the grit and grind? Grit and grind. Oh, I fucking, I like. Um, sloppily said said that the first time the grit and grind Grizzlies, the grit and grind that's a that's a tongue. Um, those that Grizzlies team is very. That's a very prideful group, and the Warriors kind of took it to them. But in that series, in that series, there is this <laughs> Tony Allen's hamstring gets hurt. And there's a contingency of Grizzlies fans, which I fucking respect because I love, I just love fan bases like this. Because um, there's like, there's the audacity of Oakland Raiders fans, me included, to be like, eh, I don't know if Tom Brady's completely Tom Brady if he doesn't fumble. It's like, 
That's such a stupid thought by me. But that's like that's how your your fan brain almost doesn't work, right? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's such a yeah no, but I love I love. Sorry, sorry, I was thinking about something. Um, I was just thinking about I was just thinking about Chris because you know he goes on this his grind city media and he's just so prideful of his team and <laughs> and you know like Kurt like Kurt, like uh Kurt went hard on Brooks after the game and was like he broke the code and all this stuff and then after Morant got his in hindsight his bone bruise and there was the pool thing they were like <laughs> Steve Kerr's like no comment. I didn't see it, and they were just like, "All right, now you're saying no comment when you just destroyed our player." And it's like that's how I want other people to view their their teams because that passion is what makes the NBA so much fun and sports so much fun. But that team just didn't go away. It was interesting how they're because you view so there's this weird stat where they're twenty and five without John Morant, and you're like, do they play almost? the and why i th- why we saw in that series we saw why they were 20 and 5 without morant and it was because they're almost they're a different team with without morant there's like they're this very long big bodied team that plays completely differently without morant now you need morant to win the championship like you can get by in the regular season because during that twenty-seven, that twenty-four to seven run, you need Morant to stop those to stop those runs because he's a he's a transcendent superstar, right? Um, so you can you can see that. Um, so you can see why they needed him, but the Warriors needed to change their game plan to beat the Morantless Grizzlies. Like I was not panicked after Game Five after the Warriors lost by three hundred and forty-six points on the road. Not because the like the Grizzlies played great, they didn't really miss in that game. The Warriors didn't. Like, there's a team, there's a difference between your team getting beat and having watched the Warriors. Like, there are some nights where they just they don't even show up to the basketball game, and that night they just didn't show up. And it's like, what are they doing? I literally texted my brother. I was like, what? Are, like, what are they doing? Like, they just like went on a plane to just like let's just let's just get this back to I almost said Oracle Chase um so we have those two series um we had Josh Giddy on an episode of Cool Kicks from Los Angeles what an episode what an episode um Josh Giddy fucking the man so we have the Bucks and the Celtics 7 we have the Philly series we covered so I got Bucks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. If I have to give a prediction, because I I still view it because my team's still in it. I'm a Warriors fan, so I view it from the Warriors' perspective. And I weirdly think we have a bigger, we have a better chance against the Bucks. But am I thinking that we have a better chance against the Chris Middleton less Bucks? That's because um, that's the Bucks I'm viewing right now. But that's not the Bucks. If the Warriors were to get the chance, when the Warriors get the, when the Warriors, 
That's me knocking on wood. Get to the championship. Um, you know that that will be the team we face. Like, that's not the team we're going to face. We, as in me, the seventh the seventh man of the Warriors, the 13th, the 16th man of my GSW hoops. So, um, I don't know. I guess... But I think, but if Middleton's playing, I'd rather play the Celtics. So I think, but bias aside, I don't know. There's just something inevitable about Giannis. But Tatum's game, I would say it would be, if I were to write a line for it, I would go Celtics minus one. After what? Because of the home, home court. Because I think they're even, but you got to give the Celtics one. Um, and then, wow, Luca against the Suns. Like the Warriors, I think the Warriors beat both of these teams. I think the Warriors have an easier time. See, the the Suns are kind of like the Heat, right? Where they're just consistently very, very good. But the Warriors are. The Warriors, the Warriors' best is better than the Suns' best. That's why I find comfort in the Warriors playing the Suns. The Mavs' best, because the Ma- Booker is, you know, I don't like to talk about players in this way, because Booker is, like, like Booker is unbelievable, right? Like, I can talk about, there's moments where, like, Clay Thompson is a great player. There's games where he looks transcendent, where he's not missing. But overall, like, in game sixes, and where he scores 37 and a quarter, he's a transcendent player. And I think if you look on his impact on basketball, He's a transcendent player. But his normal night-to-night, he's a very, he's a great player. Booker is a great player. Luka is a transcendent, he's like Steph. And when you have that type of player, the high, high, high. See, now I feel like I'm insulting Booker or in Clay. There's just a level I have... Like, man, you had to have one of the craziest performances of all time by one of the best players of all time in Kawhi Leonard to knock off this 22-year-old kid in a Game 7 last year. And I just, I like Luka. I like Luka's talent to take over this game. Now, who do I trust the most? If I were to, like, I don't know, like, What's a lot of money to me right now? 60 bucks. <laughs> a tank of gas. A tank of gas in California. Like, you know, a good $340. Um, man. Wow. Who would I put that on? I guess I would have to put it on the Suns because, you know, unbelievable co- coach in Monte Williams who's built up this, this uh, Monty Williams who's built up this um, 
this great culture that Phoenix now has. You know what bothers me is is for that team is the two cams. They're not showing up. Cam Johnson, somebody I actually met. I actually met Cam Johnson one time. I was at work and he he actually came into our work and um yeah, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I told him I was like, I've been a fan of yours till caught because usually if I because I work in a p- pretty cool place where um you'll see. You know, I've seen, I've actually seen Kawhi there. I've seen um, the boxer Ryan Garcia. Um, I've seen John Cena. Uh, there's some cool people, and I I like to keep it. If I say any, um, if I say anything, I like to keep it really, really quick, like really quick. Um, so I said, "Man, I've been a fan of yours since college," and he was like, "I appreciate it." Over. Um. But Cam hasn't Cam hasn't been um, mainly campaigning because Cameron Johnson is he'll show up at home because he's just that type of player. But he's got to campaign's got to give them something, right? He's got to give them something. He's can't he can't give them nothing because they need campaign. I have a friend who's a Suns fan and he's just like he's one of the reasons we could say consistent throughout the regular season. Um, and he's just not showing up, which is concerning because they need him to show up. There was a lot put on Gary Payton not being there and what the, the the impact of no Gary Payton on the Warriors. But it's like, man, should you guys be focusing on pain? I don't know. It's interesting. That one, I would say, is a pick em. Um I'm interested what the lines are, but I don't want to say. I'll do the lines. I'll see what the lines are in a minute. But I don't want to. All right. So I'm going to go Celtics. Oh, that hurts me because I really don't like the Celtics. But I love their players. Um, So I'm going to go Celts. And then I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go Mavs. I'm going to go Celtics and Mavs. Man. Let's see what the lines are. Um. For this for this game, so if we go to what's a betting website? FanDuel.com lines, lines NBA NBA games. Latakaria NBA odds. We'll go to Yahoo. Wow! Wow! I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Wow. Oh, my God. The Milwaukee Bucks are plus five and a half on the road at Boston. And the Mavs are the Mavs one. I get that they're plus six and a half on the road at at one of the best. I think the best home team in the NBA this year. I understand that one, but man, oh man, sixty four and eighteen is such an impressive record. That's what makes seventy three and nine fucking crazy. Seventy, you guys went seventy three and nine, like <laughs> unbelievable, right? Um, dude, the Mavs are plus five and a half. That's crazy, man. <laughs> 
Dude, the the NBA is just the NBA is the best. The best. Um, I was thinking about it kind of throughout this episode in my mind while I was talking. Um, I'd recorded like ten to fifteen minutes, kind of sharing my like my mind on, um, the. I can't even put words on how fucking, her like horrific times a million about what happened in, um. In the world today, um, and I think I hinted at it at the beginning of this episode that I that that I recorded. Um, I think I'm gonna not release that and just keep it to myself because I did I did share on um, kind of the how sports helps me helps me navigate through times where you know where you can't understand the like you can't understand evil and you can't understand the under like the un it's not a word but an un understandable like just the horrific nature of all of this um and the how how evil makes you question just like question everything um and i recorded and I recorded kind of on that, but I think um, it w- I wanted to kind of just clear, almost talk to myself. And I think I'm going to keep that one to myself um, and not re- and not release that one and kind of center around um, the, the po- positive energy that um, and share that. I shared it in the last episode and while I was recording, but I was kind of feeling not, you know, just soul crushed all day because of um because of what happened and how how can you not if you have if you have a soul um and you know i went out and i went out at like a like after work at like a 11 30 ish and um i went to hillcrest which is a very you know a great area and and um in san diego and i was just like hey let me just go let me let me just go out let me maybe grab some food, go sit somewhere, grab some food. And, you know, when I was when I was driving, when I was driving there, I saw like a million people like waiting for the club and for like I don't go to clubs, but, you know, people just waiting to just, you know, just have a have some fun, like not let evil. Um, you know, because evil looks looks you in the eyes at, at the at these moments, right? Like you see it full-fledged like in your face and to see you know fellow civilians like be like yeah no um we still want to we still are going to live our lives and not and not like go you know you know you know you know what i'm talking about like not 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 just like settle down to it um it was really cool and kind of was just like man i'm like aren't aren't like man people are man most people are fucking cool man like most people you talk to are just like you know fucking cool and just seeing these people like it's saturday night they want to go have they want to you know have fun and they're not gonna let 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 other people um not let evil dictate dictate how how like their lives i guess i don't know but 
I kind of saw that, and for some reason, I was like, that's, uh, that's cool that, you know, people aren't, people aren't, um, like, I don't know. Like, they just, people can go, just go. And I was like, all right, then. Because I still was like, ah, I don't know, maybe I'll just go home. I just want to. But after I saw that, I was like, oh, I'll go walk around. And then this, I walked by this pizza, this pizza spot I've seen a couple times, and, um, um, I actually never really go in there and the guy and I looked in for like half a second and the guy working working he's like don't look in just come in like just gave me all this good energy and he just kind of like was like all right I know what you want like I you get two slices and a uh and a drink um and he was just giving me and he was just like pot just like super I maybe he knew maybe he saw that I I needed it and he gave it to me and you know I just um put on some put on some uh j- some j- some volume sports and then I was just like I actually want to go I want to go kind of revive like that guy and then listening to um J- Jason's segments on the sport on sports was just like you know what like um I'm very happy that I don't have the listenership I used to have on this podcast um I don't feel any way about it, um, but just to have some people and to maybe um, let people, f- you know, just maybe give that to some, because they, I was not feeling great, if I'm going to be completely honest, I was not feeling great, and the, that man the pizza man, uh, <laughs> um, who also gave me, uh, who when I said I want a, I want some ranch, and the man gave me, he gave me some ranch. Um, that man, um, that guy, that man, and then he just he saw it and he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let this guy walk past my store. And for that man, I fucking thank you. Um, That's the end of the episode. That's the Josh Giddy Family Hour. All right, bye.